Uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of Web Slingers with Z, uh, the only podcast on the network that has your hosts watch The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 every week and then review it over and over again. I assume until we die, or at least one year, I am your host, Daniel, super Spidey fan, Macaluso. <laughs> And I'm Charlotte. I've watched too many Spider-Man movies. Eggington. Mm, but is there really too many Spider-Man movies to watch, Charlotte? I believe the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> so this week, for the first episode, <laughs> we watched the second Amazing Spider-Man movie with uh, Andrew Garfield. And now some of you might be thinking, isn't that the lasagna cat? I was also confused. It is not. It is a 30-year-old man playing a high schooler. <laughs> Yeah, um, we found out that he is, like, 36 now, like, he is almost 40, and this movie came out in 2014, so he was definitely at least in his late 20s during the filming of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's give a quick rundown of the plot for those that haven't seen the movie but have decided to join us, which, <laughs> listeners, is a wild thing to do. Also a wonderful idea because it's a very bad movie. Okay, so I'm coming into this half the same as you all probably in that I kind of didn't see the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. And by that, I mean I saw it six years ago on a date. So I have no memory of it at all, but... Uh, was it a good date? No. <laughs> Mo- movie open. It was at Spider-Man. <laughs> movie opens... A man and a woman, we don't know, but apparently you would know as Peter's parents, if you saw the first film, get killed on a plane. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, so before they die on the plane, Peter's dad has to upload a file to a remote server location using an Ethernet cable on the plane. And so I did a little bit of research into this. So apparently... There was actually in-flight internet available in 2003, which is when I estimate the plane crash should have happened based on Peter being 17 when he graduates because he's a Leo, as Max tells us in the movie. Max Ow, also known as Mr. Electric, um, (laughs) played Uh, by Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Wild. Um, Yeah, so... We know that Peter is 17 when he graduates because he's a Leo, and his Aunt May says that she's been washing his clothes since he was six. So we have to assume that Peter's parents gave him up to his aunt and uncle when he was six. So this would have been in 2003, assuming that the graduation was supposed to take place the year that the movie came out, 2014. So... I looked into this a little bit. In-flight internet was available at that point through one service called Connection by Boeing with an X. And so that provided Wi-Fi and ethernet access to planes in flight at the expense of a thousand extra pounds of equipment strapped to each plane and um, many satellites rented out so this, uh, yeah, this partnership started 
um, in 2001. And then all of the American companies, like all the American airlines that had joined this agreement, pretty much immediately dropped out after 9-11 because nobody wanted to fly anymore. So I'm poking holes in this movie. The, this is the one hole you can poke yeah, in this yeah, the, the airtight movie. Yeah. Actually. So. Also, I didn't know about this thousand pounds of extra equipment, but the plane begins to blow up, and only when it is a husk falling through the sky does he finish uploading it. So it's yeah. amazing that the fuselage and the, the transmitting equipment stayed, but everything else blew up. Yeah. Also. He killed his wife. Yeah. I mean, he. <laughs> He killed he killed his wife. He killed himself. But he uploaded that video in an implausible amount of time using a method that probably wouldn't have been available on a small private plane. Now, I know you might be thinking to yourself, if they start out the movie this way, it has to have big implications later on. It does not. The video that they upload, a spoiler warning, is a video of Peter's dad saying that he was going to be sad that he was going to die. This is it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also... This is in... By the way, this video was uploaded not to uh, anything that Peter could have accessed normally, but instead was uploaded to a secret underground subway lair previously used by President Roosevelt to hide polio. Yes. Which... <laughs> Whatever, whatever yeah so peter only seeks this out after he talks to his aunt and he finds out like oh yeah my dad was a fucking traitor he sold us all out for money and then he died in a plane crash and he was like no see but aunt may didn't believe that and peter didn't believe that and we had no reason to believe any of this okay okay let's get back on track though yeah movie starts this way we then cut to Alexi, who fans of the Spider-Man universe will know is the name of the Rhino. And he's driving a car, and Spider-Man... He's driving an armored van. He's driving, which I would call a car. <laughs> and he's driving that, and Spider-Man comes up and... Uh, he, knocks on the window. He knocks on the window instead of webbing him up. He makes a few quips. He banters for a while while this man plows through uh, vehicles containing people and presumably murdering them. Yeah. While Peter's like, oh, big tough guy, big Russian, stupid man for speaking with your, with your Russian accent. And then eventually he takes a phone call from Gwen while Alexi is killing people left and right. Yeah, he he also causes, like, an enormous, like, multi-dozen police car pileup where several of the cop cars flipped, so... But this Spider-Man is bad. Like, it's, yeah, he's, he's a he's bad Spider-Man. He's terrible. He's... Now, I don't want to toot my own horn. I would not make a good Spider-Man. I would make a better Spider-Man than Andrew Garfield made Spider-Man. He's horrible. He causes so much psychological damage to people. Okay, to be fair, we don't know Andrew Garfield. He himself could make <laughs> a wonderful Spider-Man, but the Peter Parker that Andrew Garfield was playing... Bad Spider-Man. Bad Spider-Man. Spider 
complete dickhead, very bad at his job. Okay. He he captures Alexi. He gets him sent to prison. This happens. He shows up to the gra- his high school graduation where Gwen was the, the valedictorian speaker, but he misses the speech. Mm-hmm. And he almost misses his own name being called. He almost misses his own name being they called. They have to call him twice. But this ends... Gwen comes up, tells him that she's going to fuck him. She's going to fuck him all night long. <laughs> no, she's going to tell him the speech all night long, which, which is wild. Which is, is. She's going to do this speech over and over and over again. This is direct dialogue. Like, this isn't me joking or Charlotte joking. This is direct dialogue from the movie about these high schoolers who are 17 well, Gwen might be 18. Gwen could be 18. We don't know her birth sign. Max yeah. wasn't obsessed with her, except yeah. for that one weird elevator scene. Yeah, okay. he, he, doesn't, he doesn't do enough research into Gwen. We need Plot to jump hole. back real quick. <laughs> uh-huh. Alexi is rampaging. A police car flies into the air like 30 feet, flips like eight times, and is about to crush this man carrying a comically large number of blueprints. Oh my god, yeah, we didn't even... We didn't even mention Max being introduced. Max has, when he is introduced, Max, who's played by Jamie Foxx, giving, I want to say, I think my favorite role of the movie, like, I think he nailed his part the best. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but he's carrying 30 blueprints. Yeah, and he, he starts dropping them all, and he's like, hey, can anybody help me? And then he almost gets hit by this cop car flying through the air and then Spider-Man saves him and picks up the blueprints and says oh yeah you're not a nobody I need you you're my eyes and ears on the ground which sparks his Spider-Man obsession it's we're talking serial killer level here guys he's got a shrine it's his birthday later on in the film and he wakes up and he's like Spider-Man you came to visit me on my birthday oh and you made me a cake too like, this man is suffering mental delusions. I think he truly believes that Spider-Man is in his apartment with him. Yeah, he's not okay. He has a lot of pictures of Spider-Man on his wall. Um, Anyways, it's yeah. his birthday. He falls into a tank of electric eels, and one of them goes down his throat. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Well, he screams, and then he's screaming, and you can hear yeah. him screaming, and then... The picture focuses on an eel, and then it, like, darts forward with its mouth open. So I implied that, and then the screaming cuts off. So I implied that it went down his throat. Oh, okay. And Max is dead. He deep-throated an electric eel. He deep-throated an electric eel. Shock me like electric eel, yes. Baby girl. Okay, nope, we're we're gonna get copyrighted. (laughs) We're gonna get copyright strike. Uh... Swallow up an electric eel. (laughs) Sorry, okay. Uh, he's dead, but is he? No. He's a blue zombie man now that can shoot, uh, electric and also eat electric. Yeah, and so he wa- he wakes up in the morgue and he he starts doing, like, all this electric shit, like, you know, the lights are flickering, all the... All the Anyways, powered stuff. he discovers, fast forward, he's in Times Square. No, we didn't mention that he put on a hoodie to disguise himself so that no one would notice that he was glowing bright blue. Yes, you're right. He walks into Times Square to eat the generator. Uh, the cops show up, they're like, hey, don't eat that generator. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm gonna eat this generator. 
And then he, um, then he is about to get hit by a truck and he flips it and everyone freaks the fuck out. The cops start shooting at him. Uh, Spider-Man shows up. Max is like, oh, sorry, Mr. Electric. <laughs> and uh, what? Why do we keep laughing every time I say his name? Because it's a very good name. Okay, Mr. Electric uh, shows up. And, oh, wait, shit. Mr. Electric is the guy from uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Electro. <laughs> Electric shows up. And um, Spider-Man's there. And Electro's like, don't you remember me? And Spider-Man's like, no. Uh, you're blue now. <laughs> you're blue now. I and, never met a blue guy. <laughs> and Max is like, my name, you saved me. I had all the blueprints. Spider-Man is like, oh, man, don't tell me your name. Oh, uh, yeah, I was it was mad. So it takes him a second, but honestly, I commend Spider-Man in this situation because this man is blue now. Well, no, no, because that's the thing. He doesn't remember his name. He tricks Max into saying his name, and then, like, when he starts saying his name, he goes, don't tell me, and then he just repeats what he heard. Oh, I didn't Yeah, so Electro's like, Electro goes, what's my name? And Spider-Man goes, oh, man, I can't remember. And Electro goes, it's Max. And while he's saying that, Spider-Man goes, oh, don't tell me. Is it Max? Which, like, I get it, Spider-Man. You're trying to de-escalate. You're fine. Spider-Man calls out. He says, like, hey, guys, don't shoot my friend here. Cops being cops, they shoot him. Yeah. Uh, he freaks out. Um, and then sucks the power out of Times Square, destabilizes Spider-Man's... The, the web shooters. His web shooters, and then Spider-Man hits him with a fire hose. Don't forget the very bad CGI bullet time scene. Okay, there is a very bad CGI bullet time, but it is... Oh, along with the CGI bad bullet time scene, they computer generate, I want to say, 30 people, <laughs> but it's like 2014 video game graphics, so... so one second, you have, like, 30 real people on those steps in the middle of Times Square. And in the next, you have, like, 30 computer-generated images of people freaking out. And it's wild. We need to talk about the song that happens in this scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. There is an eight-minute-long rap? Question mark? Um, I would say it's more... Um, spoken word, spoken word poetry, spoken word electronic, but it's like, I'm going to try to imitate it a little. We'll link to it in the description here, but it's like Spider-Man. He's my enemy. I thought he was my friend, but he's my enemy. No, it was more like, he shut me up. He shot me. He ain't my friend or something. He's my enemy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's. The best. <laughs> I my favorite song. I think I can safely say that it is the best part of the movie. It's so good. He's arrested. Um Henry or maybe Harry Osborne Harry. shows up. Harry Osborne shows up. He's dying of nerve. No, his disease. his dad dies and then he drops the bomb on him and he's like, Oh yeah, you know the thing that's killing me? Killing you too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never told you that, but I'm telling you now, and he, you should start feeling symptoms. Harry freaks out. He he freaks out, but he's in charge of the company now, and he's like, only one thing can cure me. A massive amount of spider venom. 
he he hasn't done any research into this to make him think this. I mean, okay, <laughs> to be fair, the Osborne Corporation did have like this genetic engineering program where it was all like, oh yeah, self-healing through spider Spiders. genes. Okay, fair. But he doesn't inject himself with spider genes. Felicia, his secretary, comes in and goes, all of the spiders died, but we did extract all of the to- all of the venom. You're getting ahead of yourself. Okay, but this is going later on. Anyways, uh, some shit happens that I don't remember. Uh, it doesn't matter. No, um, <laughs> Peter, Peter Parker shows up to Harry Osborn's place after his father dies. And but he is it like, really that important? Yes, it is, because he, he's like... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I know it's been eight years since I seen you, but uh, your, dad, your dad died, and we were friends then. Let's be friends again. Okay, so that happens. And uh, then, um, Gwen, Gwen's broken up with Spider-Man by this point, Peter yeah. Parker, because yeah. he's honestly she gives him a reason like because he's too busy with his superhero power but honestly it's probably because he's an unlikable asshole yeah and also because um he made this weird promise with her dad in the first movie that he wouldn't get her involved in spider-man stuff and he's been spoiler alert he's been breaking (laughs) that promise anyway but now he's been like seeing her dad like not not actually, but like he thinks he, he sees him and he's all like, oh no, I'm doing bad things. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so he they they break up and uh Harry Osborne, who I keep wanting to call Norman. <laughs> Norman's dead. Norman's dead. Who's Norman? His dad. I thought his dad's name was Henry. No. Who's Henry? No one's Henry. But yeah, so (laughs) probably the next thing that we see, I think, is... Is the blueprint schematics for all of his dad's secrets, right? No, I was going to say that the next thing we see is Electro in prison. Oh, okay. Electro's in prison now. They're keeping him in a water bath inside a Faraday cage. And there is an extremely German scientist there who's like, Oh, you can... I don't... Man, that was a bad German accent. (laughs) But he's like, I am totally not evil. You can tell from my great German accent that I am quite clearly a good man. Mm-hmm. So obviously he tortures him. Uh, Jamie Foxx is like, does that one meme where he's like, oh, you want to hit me? You better make sure I die in one. Because if I don't, I'm going to turn off or I'm going to shut down all the lights in New York City. Yeah, so he's talking Which leads about... directly into the Spider-Man musical Turn Off the Dark. Uh, My favorite musical of which all time. we will probably watch for one of our special episodes and then review well, that. we can't watch it. We, I we... am positive that somebody recorded it from the audience. Okay, I do hope so. Yes, so we'll watch that. Uh, otherwise, there's literally no way to see it ever again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw it when I was in the eighth grade, though. Happy memories. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the updated script. I would love to see the original. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about, about this yeah. later. Okay, so um, he doesn't get out. They put him back in the water, but he'll get out later. Yeah, he's just chilling for now. You've, being you've, tortured. You've seen Chekhov's Electro here. Uh, <laughs> he's come up and seen, uh, or in Act 1, he's going to happen again in Act 3. It's going to be a great payoff. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um... 
Hen- Harry yeah. accidentally pokes his neck with this, like, USB flash drive his dad had, which apparently was blood-activated. I don't I don't even know <laughs> if it was blood-activated. I just thought that he happened to drop it on the table that was, like, okay. the, the computer interface for But him. it goes off, and two data files pop up. One of the data files is for a biometric suit of battle armor that is known to heal cells that are decaying while also giving superior speed and strength. Mm -hmm. This would be an immediate fix and solve to Harry's debilitating nerve damage issue that is slowly eating his body. The other file that pops open is full of spider venom and Harry just takes a look at the two and goes... I think I'm gonna go with the Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, so he calls up Peter Parker and he's like, hey, you took this picture of Spider-Man which once. Means, which you means have, you must know yeah, him. Yeah, you, you have to know him. Find Spider-Man for me and get me his blood. And um, so Peter's like, you know, man, that seems like a little bit of a risky proposition since this was, you know, like highly experimental genetic stuff like from a while ago but he's like no no it's gonna work forget that man that turned into a lizard after trying to do like the same thing in this genetic experiment R- R- i'm R- stronger than him r.i.p to doc connors but i'm different yeah yeah uh, exactly <laughs> peter goes okay i'll talk to him uh by the way my ex gwen works here and also uh, you're about to be framed for the murder of Electro. Yeah. And then he zips off, and Harry's like, I'm not gonna get framed. Cut to, like, two scenes later, Harry is framed for the murder of Electro. Uh, at some point... Something. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gwen. Gwen's leaving for England, but, uh... Yeah, Gwen has um Gwen has applied to Oxford University. Um which I think is super hilarious because they just took like a random ass building in NYC and just like put up a couple of British flags and a couple of flags that said Oxford on them and they made that like the place that she goes to interview for Oxford. Which I would have to assume that the interview would just be over a computer, like over a webcam. Yeah, but no, they had her go to this place with british people whatever uh this is then so that's how they're trying to write gwen out they try to write gwen out like so many times yeah oh my god it's like it's like last jedi trying to write out carrie fisher bad like it's happening like 35 fucking times did they like i know that we know that they weren't getting a third movie but do you think they, they knew? I don't know. Because I'm thinking that maybe they knew that they weren't getting Emma Stone for a third time. So they were just trying to write her out. That's fair. Okay. So, about 30 minutes of nothing happens. Well, don't forget, um, Peter Parker as Spider-Man shows up at Harry Osborne's place. About 30 minutes of nothing happens. Well... This is what happened. <laughs> Spider-Man's at Harry Osborne's place. And he's like, my man, the whole the whole blood thing is too risky. And he's like, 
You're a fraud, Spider-Man. Okay, that happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that that was an important plot point because we have to establish that both of these characters have very thin reasons to hate Spider-Man. Yes, okay, this is fair. Uh, Harry is framed for the murder of Electro, even though Electro's not dead, so that one doesn't make much sense. But he's kicked out of the company, so then he goes in... Frees Electro from prison with surprising ease. Yeah. Like, you you would think that, I mean, technically this is a mental health institution, I suppose, but you would think that they would have higher security. There are 35 people that come at him with, like, with, like, M16 rifles. <laughs> I mean, they were guarding fucking Electro. They were guarding Electro. But it was all good. He fulfills uh, Max's, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs by giving himself fulfillment, Mm -hmm. Uh which causes Electro to turn into pure electricity and, uh... Just kill everyone. (laughs) Which, not just kill everyone in, like, a PG-13 rated movie, but, like, I don't know if you looked at the guards. They had burning holes in their chest. Oh, yeah. Like, it's gruesome. Yeah. And then he straps the German into his, like, prison rig, and he leaves. Uh, Next, they go and shut down, like, the power to this. No. Next, they break back into the office. Yeah, they break back into Osborne Industries, and, um, so... Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because um, Harry Osborne and Electro are only working together for, like, five fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, Electro breaks him into Osborne Industries and then just fucks off. <laughs> and so then um, Harry Osborne has the, um, the guy who's taken over the company at gunpoint, and he's like, okay, yeah, inject me with that fucking spider venom, man. Which he does. Yeah, and then, you know, Harry is immediately in incredible pain. Because he has shot himself full of a bunch of spider venom, apparently not understanding the difference between venom and DNA. Yeah, (laughs) and also, you know, it was a highly experimental genetic project. Oh, and one of the important things that we forgot from the video that Peter's dad... There was nothing important in that video. No. I will hold that. So, Peter's dad says that he put his own DNA... Not important. ...into, like, the whole spider genetics project. Does not matter. So, they couldn't continue the project without him, so it's it's not supposed to work on anyone who's not in his bloodline. That's so. not how genetics work. I know, but that's <laughs> what the movie is saying. Okay. He is dying from a spider venom, and at this point, he, while crawling on the floor dying, he sees... The armor that would have solved his problems to start with, and he climbs into that. Yeah, and also, he's he's green now. He's green now. And he's got, like, crazy nails and stuff. I just, I absolutely love Harry's reasoning here, because it's always hilarious to me when a character in a movie literally does every single possible thing wrong. Mm-hmm. It would be like... It'd be like if you were choosing between a suit of armor that could save your life and injecting yourself with a bunch of spider venom. 
Also, can can we talk about how bad Harry's haircut is? <laughs> no, we'll we'll get it. We'll mock Harry two weeks from now. Okay. We'll spend thirty minutes mocking Harry two weeks from now because we cannot get into his hair if we want to keep this under like forty minutes. Okay. Anyway, so Electro bucks off to the the power plant, which um is his. Secondary character motivation, other than heating Spider-Man. Is to eat a lot of electricity. Also... No, no, wait, wait. Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, max edition. Let's... Bottom level. What is it? I think it's to eat electricity. No, the, the first thing that he wants to do is he wants to take back the power grid... Because it was his design, and he didn't get any credit. That's That's bottom level, though. Like, that's yeah. his base needs. Yeah, and then... His mid-tier needs... Eating electricity. Eating electricity, hating Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> Top need being recognized by, like, one person ever. Oh my god, they remembered my name? <laughs> like, any self-validation at all... His his number one need is losing his virginity because he certainly hasn't. Yeah, he's um he's he needs help on a lot of levels. Don't set the coaster on fire, please. Take that out. <laughs> <laughs> Take this out too. So this is how Electro goes. He needs help in a lot of ways. Uh, he's eaten half of the power grid. He plays dubstep on some Tesla coil. Yeah, he plays the itsy bitsy spider using Tesla coil. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. You didn't see that was literally in the subtitles on screen. I was so enraptured by what was happening. Oh, I'm sure you were. Uh, Peter watched a video earlier in the movie that was like, if too much electricity goes to a battery, the battery will blow up. And he's like, Electro is a battery, having no reason to believe this whatsoever. Wait, we're, we we forgot to talk about um, Gwen. No, we, we didn't forget. <laughs> I mean, we kind of did. But okay, yeah, G- so- Gwen, because she's worked there, even though she was like an intern and had nothing to do with the department about yeah, electrical she, things, she somehow, she knows, the power grid. somehow knows the complete schematics of this power grid that only Max designed. Um, so Peter's like, oh, yeah, you say you can be useful? How about you, uh, how about you just stay here webbed to this car? Webs her to a, to a car. Yeah. She cuts out of the web, hits Electro with a car. Spider-Man wires the shit back together. Gwen turns it on. Battery, Electro, explodes. Yeah. Electro's defeated. There's, like, four minutes left in the film. Yay! Everything's Big good. climax. Green Goblin, we're gonna see him in the Amazing Spider-Man 3 starring ta- or starring Andrew Garfield. Nah, joke's on you. He's here now. Yeah, so he's like... He's like, you didn't give me your blood, so I'm gonna take your girlfriend. At this point, he recognizes that Peter is Spider-Man. So then he flies... Uh, Gwen to the clock tower like 18 feet away from the giant electricity field? Yeah. And then Spider-Man's like drop her. And he's like, okay. Which we all saw coming. Drops her. Spider-Man catches her. They fall into a clock tower. There's a big fight in the clock tower. No dialogue is really exchanged at all. It's kind of boring. It's yeah. really anticlimactic. 
uh, he ends up immobilizing the Green Goblin, but the tower breaks and Gwen falls, and Spider-Man webs her at the last moment, causing her skull to slam into the ground at, like, 98.6 miles per hour. Yeah, so he... Kills her. Yeah, he he fails to save her. He just has She's dead, folks. Yeah, he has her corpse just hanging by a string. And then he comes down and he's like, Gwen, stay with me. And I'm like, my dude. She's like, she's missing half of her skull at this point. They can't show that because it's a PG-13 movie, but she's got half a head. Yeah, she would... She's not okay. She's not. But she's I, she's no longer a she, in fact. Anyway. <laughs> she is now an it at this point. It she, being a dead body. She did. There's a funeral. Uh, Spider-Man is depressed for four months. Yeah, he doesn't do anything He doesn't save anybody for four months, and meanwhile, Alexi has escaped prison and is in the worst rhino suit of all time, shooting up, like... Crowds of innocent people with fifty caliber machine guns. Also, I believe that this is now the point where they they set up the the whole Sinister Six thing. They're all like, "Oh yeah, look at all these scary villains that are be, gonna be coming in the next Amazing Spider-Man movie." So you say that, but it's really only the Rhino. No, they also show like um, the octopus arms and like the wings for where. The um, when he's um, in the secret projects area. Oh, way down there. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they do. Way come... earlier in the film. No, they do. They do come back at some point. Like Harry's in prison and he's calling up someone, and they're like, "Okay, oh, so that's... We're, we're gonna get the whole that's gang together." That's what that scene right? was. They all hate Spider-Man so much. Yeah. Harry should be dead at this point. It is noted because they took him out of his battle armor. Yeah. But he's not, because then he wouldn't be able to come back in the next movie, spray-painted orange. (laughs) That's what they do to the Green Goblin. You know it is. (laughs) We don't know why, but every time the Green Goblin shows up, he's green. And then in the next movie, he's orange, but they still call him the Green Goblin. I don't know, man. Uh, Spider-Man gives a speech about how... He's no, there. No, he, he watches Gwen's speech from graduation. About how it's easy to be hopeful on a bright day, but that you need to be hopeful on the dark ones. Uh-huh. He goes and he fights Alexi while giving some just really bad quips along the way. I mean, all of his quips in this movie we are We have bad. to just dedicate one of these episodes to writing down all of his quips and then writing down our own better improved quips. Yeah, also, we, we didn't mention that a child dressed up as Spider-Man goes to stop Alexi. Yeah. Which, props to Alexi for not just hitting the kid with one fifty caliber round. Yeah. Um, this kid was, like, saved by Spider-Man earlier in the movie. But, yeah, you know, the real Spider-Man shows up behind the kid, and everyone's all like, yay, he's back! It is... Okay, so I'm gonna call this our episode one. We gave the plot of the film. (laughs) Two weeks from now, we will begin breaking down individual aspects of the movie and talking about those. One year from today... Charlotte and I will rewrite The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and present it in this podcast 
how we think it should have gone. I feel like we have to rewrite the Amazing Spider-Man one. Well, we will. Well. We will, but that will be that will be in the week after we rewrite the Amazing Spider-Man two. Okay. We're gonna have to work up to this, but you and I are going to go and get a cast of people to do a live mm-hmm. reading of the script that we write. And I want it, and I shit you not, I want it to be feature-length film. Oh my god. You and I are rewriting The Amazing Spider-Man 2. We must have the Green Goblin. We must have Electro. We must have Spider-Man. We must have Gwen Stacy. We can't change, like, the major plot points. Mm -hmm. But we can change... We have to keep the ending the same. Gwen dies. Electro dead. Green Goblin in prison. Yeah. We can change everything else. Okay. We can't be like, and Doc Ock's there though. But we can set up Doc Ock. We can be like, and Doc, and like Otto Octavius is there, and he's like, thus high school teacher or something. No, we'll, I think Otto Octavius might be in the might have been in the first. Movie. Perfect. We'll get there though. This has been episode one of Web Slingers <laughs> with a Z. <laughs> Join us next week when we break down the plot summary of The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Uh, For now, I've been Daniel. Blue and red are my favorite colors, Macaluso. And I've been Charlotte Laundry Sheriff Eggington. (laughs)